Hi you guys, it's your girl Deja and Jasmine and welcome to Cookies, Cookies in... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get it, we're gonna get it, I promise you. <laughs> okay, so Cookies in Cream. Oh, oh Lord, we're gonna get oh, there. By episode 15, it's gonna be down, it's gonna be excellent. Yes, hopefully we, we'll get it together, we'll get it together. <laughs> Ooh, we gotta practice, have like a rehearsal. <laughs> Who you tell it? Instead of working on this technology, we need to practice on our intro. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Alright, so what are we talking about today, Miss Jasmine? Today we are talking about mental health in the black community. But if you're not black, don't be afraid to listen. Because right. it might apply to you still too. And or you might, you know, learn different perspectives from other people. It's always mm-hmm. fun interesting conversation to listen to and talk to with your friends so of course of course yeah, we, enc- we encourage you guys to um still stay tuned because we have some interesting things to say it, it this is also going to be two parts right deja yes ma'am Alrighty. so um in this one we really just wanted to talk about um, a, a few statistics and then like our own personal experiences like what things we've heard regarding mental health and like our own experiences Right. So without further ado, I have a mental health facts PDF from the American Psychiatric Association. And when I was looking through um, some of the statistics and um, just different information they had about the African-American population, I think the most up-to-date research that has been published is from 2017 because mm-hmm. I, I looked at multiple websites and it was like 2017 for like most of them that's still fairly recent though yeah it is and I feel like they have to it takes them a while to like gather all of this information so mm-hmm. that's why it's not like every single year mm-hmm. all right so I'm gonna start with just the general like breakdown of like what the population is for African Americans in general, we make up about 13.3% of the United States population. Um, and of course, um, there's like a map of where the different, you know, population concentrations are. And of course, the South, mm-hmm. <laughs> Louisiana, all the way up to like North Carolina, they have the biggest population percentages, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which isn't surprising. Um And then, so here's one topic on mental health status, use of service, and disparities. And a few things that I highlighted were that only one in three African Americans who need mental health care receives it. Um, And then compared with whites, African Americans are less likely to receive guideline consistent care, less frequently included in research, and more likely to use emergency rooms or primary care rather than mental health specialists. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then another study found that physicians were 23% more verbally dominant and engaged 33% less patient-centered communication with African-American patients than with white patients, which was kind of surprising to me. Which So it basically means that when a african-american patient does receive health care or like from a mental health specialist is basically like 
the mental health care provider is doing most of the talking mm-hmm. and not as much listening, which is kind of... Oh, I've, okay, I've, okay. I've, yeah, I've never experienced that, but I'm I'm glad I haven't. <laughs> right. Um, but that that is kind of, like, sad. Um, and then, okay, so here's a comparison between populations. Um, African American, this surprised me because I honestly thought we were the lowest, but... Um, me too. For the people who receive, um, you know, the, the, the different percentages of um, ethnicities and how many people are receiving... Um, mental health care the Asian population actually um, receives the least mm-hmm. um, and this might be because um, th- it doesn't always mean that um, they all have problems and they're not seeking help it could just be that um, maybe they have higher happiness levels so there's a lot of variables that right. go into these numbers so it's not just that like oh they refuse to go it's just it, they could be a happier population in general or whatever the case may be but Asians are the lowest, and then second is Hispanic, and then third is Black and African American um, populations. Um, the highest is it's well, white women. Twenty one point five percent of white women go to go to um, therapy, but um, as far as like the majority ethnicity, it's actually American Indian or Alaska Native, and then there's white. So that was pretty interesting. Um, as far as the population numbers for African Americans, six point six percent of men and ten point three percent of women. Whew, that's a mouthful. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, stick with us, guys. The barriers to care. So this is the stuff that keeps um, African Americans from going to get mental health care, and mm-hmm. the things that they have listed are. Lack of insurance or underinsurance, lack of culturally competent providers, lack of providers from diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds, mm-hmm. distrust of the healthcare system, and stigma associated with mental illness. Wow. It's not really surprising as far as some of the reasons that I just listed off. Mm hmm. Do you have you um, personally like heard any stigmas from like your friends or family or do you know of any stigmas about mental illness? Um, I really don't know about any stigmas. I do know like with my family, they're very on my dad's side, especially they're very religious. So mm-hmm. instead of te- like telling people if they do have a problem in the family, oh, you need therapy, or oh, you need to go to rehab, blah, blah, blah. They'll just say, just pray about it. Like, go in the corner, pray real hard, Mm -hmm. and Jesus will fix everything. Um, So I feel like that, I don't think that's a stigma, but that's just one of the things that my family does. Does that, like, push you away from your relationship with God, or does it just, like, is it just one of those things where it's like, okay, but that's not the only thing Um, for me, at first, I believed it. I was like, okay, I'll just pray and things will go away. And when it didn't go away, I got mad and I got frustrated because I was like, Mm -hmm. um, hello, like, I pray. Mm -hmm. Why isn't it getting fixed? So it did kind of push me away a little bit. Um, but I've never truly been a serious religious person. Um, I've 
I mean, I believe in Jesus, but that's as far as it goes. Like, I don't say I'm a Baptist or I don't go out and I don't know. I'm just not that into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so afterwards, I guess. So, yes, <laughs> to answer that, yes, it, it did push away a little bit more. Um, but I just I because I didn't know where to go. Right. So um, after everything that happened, which I'll explain later, that's when I was like, OK, there is other options. And I'm also not the only one that deals with this. Right. And was your family more um, like your direct family, like your household, were they more supportive about therapy or was that something you kind of brought to the table? Um, my dad still doesn't know that I go to therapy and it's mm-hmm. been like how long? A year and a half? Mm-hmm. Close to two years. Um, so yeah, he doesn't know. I was kind of my really good friend Brooke from way back actually threatened to tell my mom because I wasn't in the right mindset so the, mm-hmm. the only reason why I went is because of my good friend Brooke she was like you gotta go it's not looking good I can already tell you're changing if you don't I'm telling your mom and so I was kind of like, uh, no, please don't tell my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do whatever I need to do. And she's like, yeah, you need to. Oh, wow. Well, I thank, thank God for Brooke. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, what wow. about you? Um, as far as like stigmas, I haven't personally heard them from my friends or family, but I do know that there is an existing stigma in the African-American community about, um, like not wanting to go to mental health professionals and Mm -hmm. I feel like this stemmed from like the post-slavery era like the reconstruction Mm -hmm. we were finally you know free and Mm -hmm. um so it was kind of like what are you depressed about because we could have had it so much worse like we're not slaves anymore so you have no reason to be sad and stuff like that I feel like it was kind of like we have it better than we used to so don't Mm -hmm. complain that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and then as far I thought it was actually interesting to hear like your perspective as far as like the religious side my family is also very like into Christianity but it's been the opposite for me Mm -hmm. my aunt she's a nurse um so she fully believes in health care and then my grandmother she actually because um depression is hereditary Mm -hmm. it runs in my family my my dad's mom um has it and so she's been getting um she's been going to her doctor she takes antidepressants so she's very adamant about um going to get medicine if you feel like you need it or like going to a counselor um my grandma she I I personally don't like taking medicine but she was Mm -hmm. like yeah Jasmine if you take if you get medicine you don't you dare stop because I stopped one time and then out of nowhere I just you know started feeling really bad again and I was Mm -hmm. like yeah okay grandma I, I, I go I go to um, a, th- a therapist, but thank you. <laughs> and like, so, and, and they say that, and they they fully believe in prayer, and I fully believe in prayer. Mm-hmm. But they also say something. They say God created medicine for a reason. He created therapists for a reason. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you you pray, but you also I believe that prayer um, partnered with action. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you 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 t- you do the th- you do what you can and you trust whatever you can't handle in God's hands. Mm-hmm. That's how I that just that, it keeps my my anxiety down to know like okay I'm doing what I can. God's got my back, mm-hmm. and I leave it at that. <laughs> like I don't I don't get into like the nitty gritty. Like how is he gonna do? Because that just it spikes my it's anxiety again. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then my, my mom, my mom, my stepdad, they're very, since I was 16, I've been going to different, um, therapists. Um, and it's not just because, it's not because I didn't have a good one. It's just being in the military, we moved around a lot. So I did Mm -hmm. have a couple therapists, but they've always been very like adamant about getting me the help I need. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really interesting how religion can play like the different spectrums of religion. And I think it's kind of sad when um, religion kind of not only pushes people away, like turns people off mm-hmm. and then but also it keeps people from wanting like it, it discourages people from wanting to seek mental health services. Mm-hmm. Like what in the like for it's a religion that's supposed to be about love and then you're you're not wanting to help someone to feel better about themselves and love themselves. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, that's something that saddens me, truly. Like, I wish that wasn't, like, your experience. Because that is, like, what? Yeah. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad Brooke was the person that was, like, no, go see a therapist. Because it's, it's really helpful. And you've seen me at my worst. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. You- I'm, I'm, it, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for, I guess that situation with everybody just saying oh go pray about it and I'm mm-hmm. I mean honestly it wasn't that many people that knew it right. was like my mom and you know like the it wasn't I was telling people oh I'm I'm not feeling mentally good right and them saying oh go pray about it it was just other situations where I was just like I already know what the answer is going to be if yeah. I tell them the situation, because that's always their answer. It's always go pray, go do this, go do that. And it, it just, I just didn't want to hear it because that I knew for a fact that wasn't going to help me. Right. Because um, I had already been trying. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, I'm very grateful and thankful for Brooke um, because she, she saw me at my absolute worst. And I, I, I didn't think there was no um, turning back or there was no improve, improving myself after that. Like, I felt like I hit rock bottom mm-hmm. and this is where it was just going to be. Yeah. And I think the, even though this conversation is more so about, um, like, Afri- the African-American communi- community, I really mm-hmm. do feel like it's one of those general things that everybody can relate to like it doesn't matter like what like ethnicity or background you come from right um it's something that you can talk to multiple people about mm-hmm. which i think is a blessing because it's like you don't have to worry about somebody who's white not understanding you because depression even though it comes in many forms a lot of people who have depression they understand each other based on the simple fact that they know what it's like yes. or anxiety or whatever it is like they know what it it's like to not feel right mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah it's yeah because it, it doesn't discriminate to be honest with you depression yeah, exactly. anxiety it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter if you got money if you don't have money yep 
male, female, it doesn't care. It will affect anyone and everyone. Um, So I, I completely agree with you on that. That's something that if you do have it, it's just that certain level of understanding from both sides where you're just like, mm-hmm. I completely get where you're coming from. Right. Um, and that... You talked of Yeah. Huh? Sorry. No, you're fine. You talked was... about... Um... <laughs> Sorry. That was the end. I was just going to say that was it. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you talked about... You talked about um... Well, I talked about... I don't know why I'm saying you talked about... <laughs> I talked about in the statistics... That one of the barriers was that there are lack of providers from diverse racial, ethnic backgrounds, lack of culturally competent providers. I wanted to kind of touch on that and like talk about our own personal experience with therapists. Mm -hmm. So if you don't mind, would you like to like explain like what your like what background your therapist is from? Like is he or she black or white, man or woman, etc.? Um, okay, so my therapist, her name is Heather Perez. I absolutely <laughs> love her to death. Okay. Um, she's super, she's just sweet and down to earth. Right. She's not black. <laughs> she's um, Hispanic. Okay. And I feel like even though she's not black, I kind of, I feel like we're on the same page. Right. Um, because she is a minority. Mm-hmm. And... I'm also, you know, with another minority who's not mm-hmm. black. Yeah. So I feel like even though she doesn't look like me, I feel like we still can connect and we still understand one another. Right. Um, because we're kind of still on the same field. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Mine is, she's also a female. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like saying female. She's a woman. <laughs> Um, I've actually been, I've actually had, all of the therapists I've had were women, Mm -hmm. and out of the, no, I take that back, one of them was a man, (laughs) um, and only one of, it was four, and it's just from moving around different places, Mm -hmm. I've had white therapists who were excellent, like, absolutely amazing, really caring and listening, Mm -hmm. and I've had one, only one, he was the, it was a man, I feel like he was more of a psychologist, he was a psychologist, so I I didn't really feel like I had that therapeutic side Mm -hmm. with him, but then I recently, my aunt, she helped me find um, another um, therapist, I call her a therapist, she's really a licensed um, counseling uh, professional but it, it's therapy she does different forms of therapy mm-hmm. but she's black um so I feel comfortable speaking to her and it's not even necessarily because she's black but it's just it it it's kind of one of those things where it's like if I ever did have an issue pertaining to my experience as a black woman I mm-hmm. feel like I had somebody who would like understand mm-hmm. just kind of it's like that safe like right. that safe net um and so like also when I did have my other therapist I was a lot younger I was in high school so now that I'm older it's kind of like oh yeah I I might actually start to deal with things regarding like the way I look Mm -hmm. um as far as like whether it be dating or trying to look for a job and I don't think in that perspective like oh I'm gonna have trouble with this because I'm black but it's just it's just nice to know like if I ever did I would 
be able to talk to someone who is a professional mm-hmm. who has a job as a black woman someone who could give me advice um, based yeah exactly based yeah. on her own personal perspective yeah. I mean I feel like that it's good to have somebody that looks like you when it comes mm-hmm. to things like that um and I, the only reason why I say that is because of the fact that they would be able to really, truly understand. Yeah. Because they've not exactly walked the same path as you, but they've pretty much experienced the same things to a, a certain extent. And right. I feel like they'd be able to give you a genuine answer and to help right. you learn how to problem solve in that world absolutely so what are this what are some of the things that you have worked on with your therapist oh lord there's so (laughs) many (laughs) there's there's so many so um one gonna be very dark for a quick second and then we'll go back to something very light that i've worked (laughs) on um but i um almost killed myself oh wow So, um, I've thought about it for years and, Mm -hmm. um, it started in middle school. So that was what, 2011, 2012, I think Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe a little bit behind, but I, um, was getting bullied and things like that. And I was getting called some pretty nasty names So, of course, I carried that on into my adult life and um, had some pretty interesting um, thoughts about myself. So, Mm -hmm. whenever I'd go to her, I would talk about it. um, And, of course, she said, if if it gets darker, then, you know, like you're actually seriously trying to plan days to kill yourself I'm gonna have to take you to um a little clinic a little facility to, and hold me off for two three days mm-hmm. so we would talk about things that I could do to um, reduce the thought um so I would start doing yoga um actually opening up and talking to my mom um and just trying to push away those negative thoughts so if a negative thought came in I would you know try to block it out and put a whole bunch of positives you know positive thoughts um or I would give myself a compliment every day when I look in the mirror and that's that's what I would do of course I still have my low days where I'm just not in the mood um but I, I haven't thought about killing myself in a long time. Well, that's good. Right. So I feel like she's definitely helped. Um, another issue that we talked about, I have really bad anxiety. Right. Um, I just, to the point where I feel nauseous. So mm-hmm. um, another thing, meditation, breathing, listening to classical music, um, something very calming. Um, I have a weighted blanket in my room. It is 15 pounds. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's real heavy. (laughs) But I wrap myself around that. I take a little break. 
um, I call it my shell. So right. I would go in my shell. I would be in the shell all day. Mm-hmm. And so I would slowly start winging myself off of that. Okay. And trying to uh, manage on my own without having to depend on the blanket. So if I had anxiety, I would go into my shell for maybe an hour and then I'd get out. I have to get out my blanket. Mm-hmm. I'd walk around, watch a movie or something else to where I wasn't just in that shell all day. So that was something that I had to do. Um, and again, it, every day is a struggle. But as long as you have the tools to try to um, work on it and improve it, I feel like that's the best you can do. Because right. I feel like for me, it's always going to be there. Yeah. I it, It's never going to go away. My anxiety about death, it's death is all around. Um, mm-hmm. Especially with this virus, it has been killing me because yeah. I've become so paranoid and I'm trying my absolute hardest not to go backwards. So I've been right. trying to like practice on the breathing, meditation. I don't even watch the news at this point. I just turn the news off because I don't need to see the toll numbers. I just, I'm trying to block that out. That might not be the healthiest, but right now that works for me. And yeah. so that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Okay. That's actually smart. Like I don't watch the news either because it does the same thing to me. So like I know what I'm supposed to do as far as like protecting myself, mm-hmm. and that's like that's all I need to know. And mm-hmm. then when when we're allowed to go outside again, hit my line. Cause oh my god, <laughs> you're talking about that, somebody that's gonna be out all day, every day. I'm, I'm so probably, ready. I'm probably still gonna be in my room all the time, <laughs> but you know, at least I have the freedom if I wanted it. You know, right. Um, some of the things I started going to the new therapist that I'm seeing. Um, at the end, or not the end, the beginning of 2019, mm-hmm. and it of course sparked from the demise of um, a situationship I had with a guy, mm-hmm. and it really like spiraled me into like realizing that I don't really like have the self love that I should have, and mm-hmm. I felt I can't speak. I felt like <laughs> I felt like I would always build myself up with words of affirmation from others mm-hmm. and being liked from others and then when they no longer liked me um it was kind of like oh man um what's wrong with me like they always replace me with other people and even in my friendships I've always been like really insecure because I've always felt like um it doesn't matter like what friendship I'm in it feels like I'm always like the oddball like they already have like a stronger connection with each other than they do with me And this has been, like, consistent growing up. And so it always, like, felt like, dang, I'm not good enough. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've really just been working on, um, like, self-affirmations and focusing on things that make me happy. Um, That way I don't have to rely on others for those things. Um, And in particular, burnout. That's been another one that's been um, something that I've been talking to with my counselor because I've been in school for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just telling me, like, you really need to take a break and, like, rest from school. And I was like, I absolutely agree because, mm-hmm. man, like, I'll feel good in that, you know, when you have that winter break or that summer break and then you come back 
and it's like man <laughs> i'm done i agree all over again spring break was so hard to come back from it was so hard girl i just came back last week <laughs> it took me so long that first week back was not a, a week back for me like i was struggling so mm -hmm. hard to like stay and even now like i struggle to stay on top of my classes these online classes it, it's not for everyone so it really isn't i i mean i'm not saying cut off school <laughs> completely but I feel like there there should be what is that like the the grade forgiveness thing I feel yeah. like everybody should have an automatic like letter grade bump up or something I don't know um I mean they they did something different where it's like you can do a pass or fail for your class this semester mm -hmm. um but still like I, I but yeah those are that's like the main thing I feel like um, I've been learning how to let people go, let mm -hmm. things go, like just trying to have a better like peace of mind, trying not to take things personally and um, just think from a clearer perspective and from a more positive perspective mm -hmm. because perspective is everything. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's been the main focus and it's been a journey like I don't feel like I'm where I want to be but I don't feel like I'm as bad as I used to and that's something my therapist always does she's like well Jasmine think about where you used to be and mm -hmm. compare yourself to now and really just commend yourself for where you are and stop you know beating yourself up for where you're not and focus on right here right now right yeah yeah it's always good to look back and be like wow you know look at the progress you you have to always try to look on the bright side and be positive you can never yeah. be hard on yourself you've got to be like all right I might have taken you know a few steps back but hey yeah you know last week blah 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 you just have to be positive you can't be beat yourself up over that right well, guys, that is our time for this episode. We're actually splitting this one into two different episodes. So we'll be back again next week with um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about prevention. And then I think, uh, Deja, you wanted to talk about um, your experience on campus, right? As far as like mental health went. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, <laughs> I sure did. I did say that. All right, so we'll be back again next week, guys. But in the meantime, feel free to follow us on Instagram at underscore cookies in cream. That's cookies, I-N, cream. Comment on our posts, mm -hmm. share our posts, DM us. Right. Oh, and one thing that I did want to say is thank you to everybody who got on um, for the Instagram live. That yes. was a trial for me because <laughs> I am not a technology person I guess you could say when it comes to that so it was definitely a new experience and it was fun so thank you everybody who did participate and yes we appreciate all the love and all the positivity right thank you guys so much we we're gonna remember you guys the most especially if we ever like get a larger like viewer base or a listener mm -hmm. base however mm -hmm. you would say that we're definitely gonna appreciate you guys that are here right now and definitely from day one so thank you guys so much for listening and supporting us yes thank you guys and we will um i guess talk to you guys soon yes bye bye